0: morning crypto
1: good morning warriors hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel good morning crypto where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics from the top crypto research team in the world i'm your host mario and today i am joined by several of my friends we've got the italian stallion mr johnny crypto in the house we've got jana of course And Billy with Double Bottom Trading. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Ripple secured another win in this litigation with the SEC as Judge Torres denies the motion to seal the Hinman documents. As this appears to be a massive blow to the SEC, we show you how this ruling can backfire for Ripple. With the historic Bitcoin conference happening this week, the talks of an imminent bull run surge, while experts explain why a market crash could be on the cards for the upcoming weeks. Tether joins MicroStrategy, announcing they will be allocating a higher percentage of their profits towards Bitcoin, indicating a move away from United States-based government debts and increasing their reserves in Bitcoin is a smarter choice amidst the U.S. dollar uncertainty. Elon Musk reveals plans to take on the financial system using Twitter, stating that the current infrastructure is old, slow, and he can create a more real-time and efficient solution. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, it is a beautiful Wednesday morning and I am super excited to be here with everybody. Usually we get started with Johnny Crypto, but it is an unorthodox day with me hosting the show.
2: So I'd love to get started with Billy. Billy, how are you feeling this morning, man? What's up, fam? Glad to be here, man. It's Yeah, it's a little weird. I'm not used to being here on Wednesday. When I popped in the room this morning, I seen Jenna on the screen. I was like, oh, shit. I'm with some famous people. Uh, so, no, man, it's always good to be here. I fucking miss you guys. I love you guys. I can't wait for the next retreat. Ah, I, oh.
1: I know. And we love you, too, Billy. So we will kick it over to Jenna. Jenna, how are you feeling this morning?
3: I'm feeling amazing. I kind of had the same moment when I popped on. I saw Billy because I haven't been on with him yet. I'm like, whoa, you're Billy from TikTok. I know you. So it's pretty (laughs) cool. Not used to be here on Wednesday either, but super stoked to be able to jump in. We have some awesome topics today. So excited for that. We
1: do, And I am super excited to go over them in a moment, but we have saved the best for last. Johnny Crypto, how are you feeling this morning, my friend?
4: uh uh mario i'm feeling great surrounded by all these famous people we got (laughs) billy from tiktok we got jenna the most famous xrp it's super exciting i'm I'm celebrity starstruck this morning i love it mario but uh yeah i just want to give a shout out to our man abs i know he's out there gonna have some dental work done so if you're listening brother uh i know dental work will be painful hopefully it won't be too bad we love you we miss you but uh, i just want to start out like i always do good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there love you guys appreciate you an old boy Do we have a pack-filled morning of news, Ripple stuff? It's exciting. I can't wait to hop into it, Mario.
1: It is an exciting day to be alive. Absolutely. And shout out to Abs. We're going to make you proud on this Wednesday morning with this uh, amazing show we've got prepared. With that said, let's get the show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. It is at 3TGM Crypto. You've got beautiful Abs face right there. Go smash that follow button. And... Here's the beautiful markets page from Merlin. We can see that the Bitcoin uh, dominance is at 46%. Ethereum dominance at 19.3%. We've got a total market cap of $1.1 trillion. We're seeing a little bit of red across across the board here. Bitcoin is at $26,784. we have got Ethereum at almost touching $1,800. we have got XRP at $0.44. Cents. We did see a move from XRP yesterday. We're going to dive into that in just a little bit. We've got Cardano at 37 cents. Let's scroll down here, see if we find any more interesting projects. AVAX at 14.75. I mean, it is looking like a pretty red day across the board, except from our good old XRP here, up two cents on the day. But with that said, Johnny, is there anything that you're keeping an eye on the market and, and this red day, is this signaling any kind of purchasing um, actions from you?
4: Well, not not really in particular for me, Mario. I think we're still too too high up, and I'm waiting for some more pullbacks. But I do like red days. Red days are my favorite days because ultimately, when we're in the bottom, you know, when that fear and greed index is sitting around a ten or a twenty, and you see red, to me, that's 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 green. That's the, that's the go side to start buying. But right now, this is kind of a hold pattern. I'm in a holding pattern. I haven't done much. I am keeping my eye. I'm, I'm going to say it wrong because I always do. Mira, Myra, I don't know. They, they picked a horrible name for it. But it's one of my favorite gaming tokens. So I'm I'm keeping an eye on that one. But everybody already knows that, Mario. That's the one I'm looking at. I'm waiting for uh, a pullback on that to see if I can double or triple down on that one. But other than that, you know, it's the usuals. You know, all my bid bags. I'm always looking at dollar cross averaging when it makes sense. But right now, I'm just sitting tight on the sidelines.
1: Beautiful, and I think most of us are sitting tight on the sidelines. There's a lot of talks about us being potent- potentially at the end of the spare market, uh, and I know that we're going to touch on that in a, a little bit later in the episode. But while you mentioned Myria, Johnny Crypto, um, one thing that we saw happening on Monday was Gala. Gala made their their transition to the new token, and I know that you posted out a tweet talking about how they burned two billion. If I'm if I'm if I'm correct, two billions of their token. We did see the price move up a little bit. What do you think as far as Gala? Do you think that we're still in a good accumulation phase, or, uh, or or are you all accumulated? Would you Would you wait? What are you doing as far as Gala?
4: No, I actually like Gala, Mario. I think Gala still has potential. You are you are a spot on. Actually, I'll share the screen here. Uh, there was a, I don't know if I can make this larger, but there was an announcement here where they went in and they burned, as you can see here. They went and burned. They wanted to burn 2 billion coins, and they couldn't do it with the V1 contract. That's why they upgraded the V2. But in addition to the 2 billion that they burned, they are actually uh, – uh, it's not in the rest of this article. They're actually burning an additional 15 billion. So when you look at what they're doing, they're really making this thing decentralized. They they own the last bit of that 15 billion, um, which kind of – you know there was some argument not fully decentralized, but it, it will be now. So it's all going to be out there. They just initiated that process. So there's going to be a total of about 17 billion. Plus there's another three billion. So almost 20 billion tokens are coming out of circulation for Gala, which is huge. You know, they started with 50 billion. Now you're at 30. And so that's number one. And the number two thing I love about them is, you know, they are kind of leading the whole effort of play to earn, play to win games, you know, that kind of whole kind of concept. Yeah, there it is right there. So you can see they got a little pump from that burn. And, you know, I know people are waiting for it to, to pull back. I'm not so sure. Don't forget now. Here's what people forget. People are going to look at that price chart. Click the all, Mario, or the uh, the one year or the all on that. People are going to look at that, right? And they're going to look before that pump further back. And you're going to, you know, if you scroll, yeah, back into those zone, right? Two, three cents. And they're like, oh, I can get this, you know, in these lower ranges. The reality is you may never see them that low again because now you got to remember, a good chunk of circulation of that coin has come out. That changes the whole market cap equation of what that's going to look like because it's the price times the number of coins in circulation. So for me, you know, this could be close to the bottom. I mean, maybe it could go down another penny or so, but I I don't – listen, I'm not worried about $0.02 or $0.03 when the thing's going to be sitting at a dollar someday or possibly higher. It ain't going to matter whether you got it at 2 or $0.03. So I'm not nickel and diming this one. I am accumulating or averaging dollar cost averaging into this one over time through some nodes we own, and also, uh, you know, every so often through purchases. I love the gaming space. Me personally, don't do what I do. I'm not a financial advisor. It's not financial advice. I like the gaming space. I like Gala and I like Myra.
1: Absolutely. I agree 100%, Johnny. I mean, as we look at this chart and we look at these prices, they were hovering two cents, one cent, you know, at some point, three cents. I mean, we're in that range right now. And to be to be greedy over a couple of cents, I mean, it's not going to matter when you're sitting at these 70 cent prices, right? So definitely one to keep an eye out there. But um, with that said, we are going to jump into one of our main main topics for today. But before we do that, smash that like button, give us a follow. Uh, I see that we have 186 live listeners right now. And we are going to talk about the big news of the day, which is This SEC, the the, the news that came out of the SEC yesterday or Judge Torres yesterday, has she denied the SEC's motion to seal the Hinman documents? This was the post by by James yesterday on Twitter. I do have an article pulled up here. Uh, So Ripple wins battle for Hinman documents in bitter SEC case. The SEC had fought for the Hinman speech documents to be inadmissible in its case against Ripple, but now they're set to be released. Ripple has secured a small victory against the the SEC, shutting down the agency's motion to seal internal files known as the Hinman speech documents. Hinman's speech reportedly indicated the agency did not consider Ether a security at the time. Ripple lawyers have fought to learn more about how Hinman came to that conclusion, which could impact XRP's own classification. Judge Annalisa Torres disagreed in the filing public access to the documents has been granted, Well while, while partial redactions of the names and identifying information of SEC witnesses will remain related to their welfare. And Brad Garlinghouse came out on Twitter yesterday and he made his opinion heard. He say he stated, another win for transparency, unredacted him emails to be publicly available soon. Stay tuned as the lawyers work through the mechanics to make that happen. And as we saw this happen yesterday, it was very exciting. It was something we had been waiting for a while. I mean, it's great to finally see something come out of this SEC versus Ripple case. I feel like it's been quiet for quite a while. We haven't really heard much from, from the judge, from the lawyers, any kind of progress, but it was definitely exciting to see something happen. And I think that this was very exciting. And it was certainly considered as a small win for Ripple. Jenna, when you saw this news come out yesterday, what was the first feelings that you had? How did you feel about it? Any thoughts uh, about uh, this news from yesterday?
3: Absolutely excited, Mario, because I think this was something that a lot of us never thought that we would ever see that would ever come to light of day. And I made a tweet about it this morning. A lot of people are still like, We still may never see them. They may settle, but I don't believe that. Based on this tweet by Brad, plus he was saying um, in a video that I was watching yesterday that he believes um, a ruling will be made in two to six months. He's expecting a ruling. That doesn't sound like he's expecting to settle. And I don't think that, you know, what Ripple will have to show as far as, you know, their documents. Everyone pays listing fees. Who cares? You have to pay fees to be listed on exchanges. And, you know, they've been showing all of their reports. So it doesn't I don't think that's going to affect anything. I think this is a much bigger deal.
1: Yes, and as you mentioned that that is something that it, that that is stated here at the end of this article. So it's not just Hinman. Ripple information will also be unsealed and while Ripple Labs won a small victory in its motion to seal key information relating to its business activities, was also denied. So what that means is references linking Ripple's revenues with XRP sales and the amount of compensation offered by Ripple to trading platforms to list XRP will be accessible to the public. So that's exactly what Jenna was referring to. Ripple will have to make public how much they've paid exchanges to list XRP. They will have to make public how, you know, the sales of XRP, which is what the SEC is going after in this litigation. Uh Billy, does this news get you excited? Do you feel like this was ultimately a win for Ripple, or do you think that the SEC could come out on top of this one?
2: Uh, I go back and forth, man. I, I agree with Jenna. At, at some point in time, you have to pay to be a part of things, right? So that that's across the board. You might get shock value on how much they paid sometimes, and things like that. But you know, that's that's just how the world moves. I'm I'm kind of taken back. I'm. <laughs> I believe it when I see it about the emails, because uh, if, if it comes out, I was totally wrong about that. I didn't think we'd ever see it. So if we if we see that, those are the type types of shocks that we need to the system, you know, um, to, to, to actually see that. I'm, I'm still sure. I can't believe it. Like, if they really let that go through and we see it, that hopefully that'll have some some information in it that'll help us. Do I think anything will come of it as far as accountability or anything like that? <laughs> no. There is no accountability in the SEC and across that platform. I just want as much information as we can get to make decisions, you know, for the best that we can. But, yeah, I'm, I'm shook on that one. I can't believe it. The other shit that – my bad. I'm going off for us. The other stuff uh, is just mm-hmm. – it's just extra. It's just noise. People got to pay the payments. It's, just, it's a tax, man, just like anything you do in life. Johnny, the you to tell you. It's the 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 tax you gotta pay in the family, bro. You can't you can't walk <laughs> around here for free. That's not how the world works.
4: So. That's right, Billy. At the end of the day, uh, you always gotta pay the piper. That's how it works. But Mar, I gotta tell you about this news. I was super excited. You know, I'm not really I'm I'm not you know excited about mornings, you know. I'm not a morning person, but when I woke up today, I definitely felt like this when I saw that news. <laughs> I was feeling fantastic, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, this is what we all been waiting for now. I will say this: I'm also taking it with a grain of salt because we do know. I kind of agree with Billy. Like, I know they're announcing it's coming out, but I'm, you know, I'm one of those guys. Where I need to see it to believe it. So I know they're saying it, and I'm, you know, I'm sure they're also going to do everything in their power to delay that and fight that as long as they can. But if we can actually get access, I don't care if they redact names; that's fine. We don't need to see the names. We we just want to see what the words were in the content. Uh, but I'm on Billy, I'm with Billy here, where I, I'm not so sure we are going to see them. But hopefully, you know, the judges finally made that final ruling again. So that's like the seventh time now she's ruled against them to release these things. And it sounds like now maybe. And I was on Bill. I agree with Billy, too. I never thought we were going to see the light of these things until after the case. If we actually do see them before, that would be really, really interesting. So let's see if that happens.
1: And Johnny, the one thing that gets people very excited when we talk about this XRP or Ripple versus SEC is obviously the price action. Everybody's expecting some kind of news to come out to be positive, just like the ones we saw yesterday. And everybody's expecting positive price action. Now, the thing that I have in the back of my mind is the fact that we are in a bear market and hype and huge explosions in price are just very unlikely to happen because of the fact that we're in a bear market. So what are you anticipating? Let's say we do get a ruling in this case. Let's say we do we do get some positive news come out and, and they, you know, it's good for Ripple. It's good for XRP. Do you think that we're people are going to get to see the price explosion from XRP that everybody's
4: expecting? You know, Mara, that's a great question and nobody's going to like my answer. So I'll probably catch some heat for it. But, you know, I'm always going to say how I feel. And, uh, you know, when you look at where we were before the lawsuit, we were sitting around 70 cents. And that was also before the bull run period, so my mind logically tells me that it would make sense when the monkey comes off their back that we'll probably go back to somewhere in that seventy cents, maybe a little excitement and over speculation to a dollar. So everyone's going to call me nuts and crazy and not agree with me. Now, if we were in a bull market, I would have a different answer. I would think we would, you know, we would probably test all-time highs and maybe even break through them, maybe into the three to five dollar range, maybe even as high as ten. But we're not. And so if it happens now while we're sitting in this kind of nasty bearish phase and if the dollar crashes more and more banks crash and we get this news, I don't really anticipate it. I'm not not expecting a lot out of it right now. What I want is the monkey off its back. So I don't care what it does right now. I really don't care. I just want the monkey off its back so that when we head into the next bull run, if you look at all the altcoins, Almost every single one of them popped except XRP. It kind of was held back, and we, all, you know, primarily because a it had the lawsuit just starting, so everybody was nervous, and b most of the exchanges delisted it, so it was very hard to get as well. So it kind of it kind of got screwed. And that's the bottom line. It got screwed in the last bull run. So just get the monkey off its back, prep it all up, get the grease, get all the wheels greased. Letting so this way that so bitch is ready to fly when we get to the next bull run. That's what I'm expecting. So 70 cents to a dollar now, maybe we get a little bit more. I don't care. I'm not going to sell at that point anyway. I'm just going to be sitting tight and just letting it get ready for the next bull run. So that's my thoughts. I don't know how the rest of the team feels.
1: Yes, I'm with you, Johnny Crypto. I think that you know we are in this for for the long term. We've been we deserve to be rewarded, nonetheless. I mean, we've been extremely patient with uh, with XRP. Everybody thought that we were going to still see some sort of a bull run in the last, or some some sort of a new all time high in the last bull run. We didn't get to see that, but uh, we are witnessing historic a, a historic moment right now. We're witnessing. The creation of law within the United States around crypto and Ripple's right. at the center of it, and this case could literally be the um, it could li- really set precedent for for that law. So, it, nonetheless, it's it's these are exciting moments. These are moments that are most likely going to be talked you know, for, for the next hundreds of years, potentially. So definitely exciting moment to be here with that said, I want to jump into our next topic for today. Yesterday, crypto Twitter went crazy as ledger came out with this new, its new subscription plan and its subscription plan allows for recovery keys to be accessed. And so crypto community reacts to ledger wallets secret recovery phrase service. As we saw yesterday, several crypto community members, have taken social have taken to social media to express their discontent following the release of Ledger's late, latest feature, which is a retrieval solution for its hardware crypto wallets. It is called Ledger Recover, and it aims to re, to offer a safeguard in case users misplace their seed phrase. Now, I want to emphasize that this service is completely optional; it does not come built into a Ledger that you purchase. Uh, But nonetheless, people have voiced their opinion. They're extremely dissatisfied with the fact that uh, you can, you know, they can ultimately get access to their recovery phrase. So Ledger Recovery is a subscription service that allows users to utilize an additional layer of protection for their private keys. This service employs a technique where the user's seed phrase is divided into three encrypted fragments, each sent to different external entities. Once these fragments are combined and, and decrypted, they can be used to reconstruct the original C phrase. Ledger Recover is an optional subscription for users who want to back up their C, C, uh, secret recovery phrase. You don't have to use it and can continue managing your re- managing your recovery phrase yourself if that's what you bought if that's why you bought a Ledger. So we all know that when it comes to self custody, it's all about managing your own recovery keys. It's all about managing your 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 own wallet. Jenna, when you saw this come out yesterday. Did it raise any concerns? Do you feel like ledger is no longer can no longer be trusted like you could before? Or did you really read this and understand that it's it is optional and, and it, it can be good for some people?
3: so i don't really get crazy emotional um, at first when i see these things and i didn't get to listen to the whole twitter space but it's exactly what you said this is a third party this is optional this is not something that's going to be updated with a firmware update which you should always be doing your updates and everything that keeps it the most secure this is optional if you don't want to do it don't do it it's as simple as that and if you really want something that is truly all offline. There's one um called Engrave that I'm looking at N G-R A V E dot I Everything it's the coldest wallet out there. Everything is completely offline. So if you're that concerned, you should do that. But there are people out there um that should use this. Now, what they were saying is what you're insured up to fifty thousand dollars if you lose your money, right? So then you know, don't put in a 90 million dollar bitcoin wallet to this you know that's this is not for you so there are certain people that this will help and it is like a peace of mind it's like an insurance for them uh for me no personally and i don't want to kyc i don't want my information out there but am i you know upset or afraid with ledger no but at the same point i am still looking at other options out there and i don't believe in keeping all of my eggs in one basket
1: Yes, I agree with you, Jenna. Yeah, when I saw this yesterday, it didn't really raise a concern when I did when I saw um, exactly how it worked and that it, that it was optional. And I think that this is a move from Ledger to try and make that barrier for certain people because a lot of people are very uh, they're, they're very skeptical when it comes to creating a self custody wallet and having having to manage their recovery phrase. I know that. You know, I get to explain this to people all the time that are new in crypto. And if there is a way in which they can get into crypto where it doesn't involve all this ordeal of having to keep your recovery phrase safe and all that stuff. And I mean, that's all good for me. I'm 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 very comfortable doing that. But a lot of people have a little bit of a technology barrier and, and, you know, stuff like apps like Coinbase where you could just create an account, buy your crypto and it makes it very simple. I think Ledger uh, is right in taking a step into uh allowing for self-custody to be a little bit more simplified. And I believe that self-custody does need to be a little bit more simplified in order for the doors to open to more people. But we do have 295 live listeners. Go ahead, smash that like button. Help this uh, be spread ag- across more people. Billy, are you a big self-custody guy? Do you do you use Ledger? Did you hear this about Ledger? And does it raise any concerns for you?
2: Uh, I do use Ledger. And I, I totally want everything, you know, off of the platforms and, and things like that. I have trust issues anyways. <laughs> um, but you got to look at it from from a couple different aspects. One, you have to realize that anything that's done in the matrix on the computer is, is trackable, right? So you got to look at it from how are you going to use it? Are you using it just to hold some value somewhere? At some point in time, you have to bring that back into the market. So if you're worried about someone stealing it or something like that, I get that. I can understand that. But then if you can understand that it's all traceable anyways, and as long as you're, you know, doing things with good intentions and you're, you know, doing the things that you're supposed to do and it's already traceable. there's I'm telling you, there is nothing that we are doing that they cannot track or just fucking get that through your head. There is nothing that we're doing that they cannot track. Once you understand that, the rest of it, you just got to understand maybe it's like car insurance. But what irritates me is when people just go off the rails and then they make all these these assumptions and shit and they don't even read what it is. Like, I didn't I didn't try not to listen to it until I could talk to you guys. I was like, all right, what's going on? What What is this really? And now that, you know, it's an option. Well, then be a grown ass person. And make the option that you want to make. If you have issues keeping with your security stuff and all that, then this might be something that might be helpful for you. I promise you the guy that's sitting with his Bitcoin wallet that still can't get into it wishes he could get his recovery shit. I promise. So it's just how you look at it, man. It's perspective. You know, if you're trying to be a prepper and, you know, you're down that rabbit hole and you're trying to keep everything locked up, at some point in time, you have to bring it back on. And I hope you remembered your recovery phrase when you do.
1: Absolutely, Billy. Self custody is definitely the way to go. And I do hope that we do get uh, some new innovation in that front so that we can open the doors to more people in the crypto space. But with that said, we are going to jump into more positive Ripple news. As this morning, news came out that Ripple acquires Medeco for $250 million. And Medico is a custody solution. Uh, a custody solution could soon follow. Medico's custody technology has been previously used by Citi and BNP Paribas. So what does this mean? Ripple is spending $250 million to acquire Medico, a Swiss firm that specializes in crypto custody for institutional investors. With Medico being the first major acquisition, leadership at Ripple is looking to expand its services to customers so customers can custody their digital assets with its forthcoming product suite. Monica Long, president of Ripple, further explained the company's plans when it comes to allowing customers to hold their crypto on its platform, stating custody is a custody is a key facet of the infrastructure required for enterprise crypto services. Adding these capabilities to Ripple's already growing product solutions mean we can continue to support customers as they look to utilize crypto and blockchain for real world use cases across all phases of adoption. And Sagars Shah, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, head of custody at Ripple, told BlockWords that they've spent nearly two years searching for crypto custodians. And Medico simply stood out with its first rate bank customers and a crypto native team. And some of those customers, as I stated before, Citi and BNP Paribas. So now we're seeing Ripple step into the wallet space or into the custodian custodian space. I mean, this is massive. Uh, we know that they've they've filed for some sort of banking charter in in Wyoming at some point. So they're definitely interested in becoming custodians. Johnny Ripple, Johnny, Ripple, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Crypto. I'm sure you're super bullish with this uh, Ripple news. That's what I was trying to say. I'm sure you're super bullish with this Ripple news. What does it mean to you? What do you see this this move? What do you think uh, Ripple has in its horizon with making a move into uh, custody?
4: But, well, first of all, I believe we have a oh that way. We have a Johnny Ripple in the chat in there, so he, he might he, he might not be too happy with it. but uh, that is a cool name, by the way, Johnny Ripple, but nonetheless, uh Mario, this is a huge huge news when you look at what you need to do to build a company or an organization, you have to add on bits and pieces, you have to bolt on certain things, and when you look at what Ripple was doing, Ripple started out primarily. As just a cross-border payment solutions type company, right? But from then, since then, they've added on NFT, you know, marketplace capability. They're they're looking at uh, smart smart contract capabilities. Now we're talking about custody capability. I mean, this is brilliant. This is for me something that gets me super excited because as a Ripple owner, not just XRP but also as Ripple, it's exciting to me to see them as the company growing. They are really, really positioning themselves to be a big, 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 and they said it. They're not here to be a small player in this space. They're here to be a monster <laughs> Johnny Nipple. That's hilarious. I love our I love our chat room. We got the best chat room. <laughs> we got the best chat in there. But uh, the huge news, extremely exciting to see them because this is now going to give them also exposure in the rest of the world to be able to play. Plus, they've got a company that's outside. Think of how brilliant this is. They know they have an issue with the SEC in the U.S., so why not go buy an outside company? I mean, outside meaning globally, right? Outside the U.S. that can instantly bring a capability to them that would be very hard for them. There was no shot. They literally have zero shot. They got a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice in the same place than getting the SEC to approve them being a custody holder in the U.S. That was not going to happen. Forget about that. So this was a very, very smart in strategic moves. That's so why I love Brad. I love company. I love Ripple. I believe in them wholeheartedly. They know how to grow and expand. They're doing all the things. Now, here's the thing I'll leave you guys with. Could you imagine? Would they pay $250 million for that?
1: Yeah, 250. Could
4: you yeah. imagine if they had that other $200 million that they had to give to probably five or six lawyers to defend this frivolous, ridiculous lawsuit? Imagine with that $200 million. And that's what I'm saying. Unfortunately, it's sad that there was probably another Opportunity for them to grow the business, to acquire something, to invest in something, and instead that two hundred million dollars had to go to some ridiculous lawsuit that obviously means you know something else isn't going to happen. But nonetheless, this is a great day. This is big news, in my opinion. Really, really excited for Ripple. Really, really excited, Mario, because I think this is big, big news for their from their perspective.
1: Absolutely, Johnny. I couldn't agree more. And and Jenna, when we see news come out like this, we've seen. Ripple really not stopped their their innovation. They haven't stopped growing outside of the United States. This litigation with the SEC has made it so that United States based companies or industries are kind of scared to to interact with anything crypto and blockchain. But Ripple continues to make these these uh, expansions and it's it's creating new corridors. It, it's now broadening its services into into the custodian uh, space. What does this mean to you? What do you think that and and Do you believe that Ripple could be trying to become some sort of a bank in the future?
3: Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, these are just more steps that make me more bullish on Ripple as a company. And just like Johnny said, you know, I like the stock and um, to be able to have XRP as well. But these are just necessary steps and that they're taking to be able to be this giant Mac daddy, you know, in the digital asset space. So absolutely huge steps. It just makes me really, really excited to see this.
1: Absolutely. And I see that we have a question in the chat. What is the difference of institutional custody to private individual? So in this case, this partnership that they've made with Medico, they provide custodian custodial services for banks. So let's say a bank wants to hold crypto in its balance sheet. They need to hold that crypto somewhere. And that's where these services come in. They're enterprise-based services, which could eventually open the door for the banks to obviously then offer custodian services to its clients. But Ripple is trying to capture. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Crypto uh, Ripple is going after the enterprise level. They're going after the the uh, the intermediaries. They're not going after the end consumer. But with that said, we are going to jump into our next topic it's for today. Smart.
4: Before you do yeah. it, that's actually important. Uh That's an important point you make. Going after the enterprise makes sense because that, is the institutions. That's where all the money is. So if you're, you know, if you're trying to build infrastructure, you don't do it through retail. You it's not going to happen, right? You do it through all enterprise, providing enterprise solutions. And that's why it makes so much sense for the, the, the path they're taking and the way they're trying to grow their business. And that's why I'm really excited about it is they know they need, and that's like Casper, right? They also provide enterprise solutions. Everybody who wants to make it in the space needs to be providing enterprise solutions in the long run. I believe. And then ultimately some of that stuff will roll down into the retail side of the business, but you, you want to start an enterprise. So to me, I just love the strategy that they've taken.
1: Absolutely. Johnny, and it wouldn't be an episode with Johnny crypto if we didn't have all those notifications playing in the background. But with that said, you see this here, we are going to show you Merlin, the smartest way to track your crypto.
2: Have you gotten wrecked in the
1: crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and send you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to merlincrypto.com. That's
2: merlincrypto.com and sign up for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto.
1: It is the smartest way to track your crypto, and I can't wait to have it on my hands 100% so I can utilize it to finally track my crypto. Ever since the FTX fiasco, I was using Blockfolio, which then transitioned to FTX, and I haven't spent my time trying to figure out which other app I'm going to use because I am waiting for Merlin, so I have no idea what my portfolio is worth right now. But with that said, guys, we have 287 live listeners. Go ahead and smash that like button for us, and we are going to be showing you guys now how the Bitcoin conference event is just two days away. This historic event is happening this week. We usually see a lot of speakers, a lot of hype. I mean, we know Bitcoin is the is, is the heat of the market. It is the leader of the space. And this is a really cool conference, which I hope to be able to attend one day. And it's happening in Miami, May 18th through 20th. And with that, I want to tie it into our, our friend Mark Yosko. usually comes on the show. He's predicting a crypto bull market set to start in June and although there there are certain things pointing that direction I do want to say that my bags are packed I'm just like the rock right now my bags are packed I'm ready to go but there's an issue with that which is there is a potential US debt default which could cr- crush crypto and the stock markets. Let's go over this article right here which was uh by by a Bloomberg intelligence senior and uh, analyst Mike McGlone believes that risk assets will be worse off if the U.S. defaults on its debt. He also says that he is bearish on crypto assets and stocks while bullish on gold amid negotiations to raise the U.S. debt ceiling before June 1st deadline. He stated, the thing I'm concerned about is the statements I I was listening to when doing my research this weekend. And you hear the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, saying the word default. He says he's very bullish on things like gold, very, very bearish on things like stock market and broad cryptos. According to the Bloomberg strategist, risk assets are likely to rally once an agreement on raising the U.S. debt ceiling is reached. And he stated, what's the best case is we wake up in the morning, they have an agreement in the morning of an agreement. What do you have? A risk asset rally. Everything will pop. Bitcoin probably the most. So I think that this is something we can tie into Mark Yosko statements. You know, if they do come out with positive news, which I don't see how a debt ceiling increase could ever be positive, but you know, I guess it just means more money to be printed. So that is a bullish sign or, or a bullish uh, reaction for markets like, like, like crypto market and Jenna, I want to actually, I'm going to go over to Billy because I think Billy will be, uh, I'm sure Billy loves this Bitcoin conversation, but Billy, with the talks of the debt ceiling, and obviously, you know, if, if we do see a raise in the debt ceiling, and I know that you're actively in the stock market, so I believe you, you'll you be able to, to give really good comments on this. If they do raise the the, the, the the debt ceiling, we could see markets like the stock market and obviously uh, the crypto market react bullishly. But what are you expecting as far as your analysis? I know that you're actively trading in the market. So what are you expecting as far as like when you're looking at the charts do you think that that's something that could be in the horizon?
2: Yeah, if they get there, if they get it together, <clears throat> I don't know right now if it's a, a political stance um, because of the presidential stuff that's going on and and everything like that. Or if it's, you know, the where my conspiracy side kicks in and I feel like all this is being done on purpose. Uh, it, it, it is. It's one of those things. If they can come together and reach an agreement, then I think, you know, we'll all be fine and we'll get We'll get through this but if they can't come to an agreement and we default which is i just don't see that happen it's never happened we can pay our bills that's why it lets me think if it happens it's on purpose of course because you know we have the ability to do it so if that happens i think we're all going to be in for a rough ride uh, i think the last thing we're going to be worried about is you know crypto and stuff like that hence why Uh, We have gold and silver. We have crypto. We have cash. We have things across the board and diversify that way. No matter what these idiots up on the hill do, we're going to be good either way. Right.
4: Oh, that's priceless.
0: (laughs) And,
1: And Johnny, I would love to get some comments from you because there's a lot of talks about the stage of the market that we're in. And I know a lot of people. You know, when you, when you look at the charts, it makes it makes total sense. We're at the end of a, a bear market or in a transition towards a bull market. At least that's what what the charts, according to previous um, to the previous uh, cycles, show us. Do you believe that we are in this transition and we are away from the lows? We're not going to revisit the lows, or do you think that this default could be what sets what could potentially make the market set a new low?
4: Well, first of all, I don't think we're going to default. They're not going to. I mean, these guys, are they don't give a crap. They're just going to play. This is just a card game, right? This is a leverage play to get what you want. And they're just going to hold out to the very end, and then they're going to pass it. So you're not getting a default. We've had this happen 87 times, and 87 times has been bumped up higher. So it's going to happen again. So forget that. Don't fall into the narrative the trap of this whole narrative. It's a bunch of horse bullshit. WWE crap. So, we're going to get that. It's going to happen. We're going to get maybe a short pump, but th- I don't see anything significant about this at all. There's no, you know, the printing press is being turned back on and and spinning a bunch of stuff for the next. Like, don't forget the printing press have been turned on for like the past 10 years. All right. So we've, we've gone through these bull runs, but we've had the printed press turn on the whole time. And we've had very, very low interest rates over the past four or five years. Right. Or maybe even longer than that. Maybe it's I don't even know. It's been maybe 10 years of low interest rate. That period's over. The Fed already said they might even raise one more time. So we're still going up. We ain't going down. And then when they when they do stop, which I think will be after the next one, then we're going to stay there for a while. Before we ever go down and we see printing presses gone. So I think it's going to be a long while. Personally, I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm not as high and bullish as everybody else is. Everybody believes in the four year cycles. I'm a little more skeptical than most. And if you talk to BC Backer, by the way, we will have him on the show. He kind of feels a similar way about Bitcoin in terms of seeing all-time highs again and the restriction of that. So, you know, we'll talk more about that when we have him on the air. I'm not as bullish as everybody else is. I am hopeful, though, that we will see when we get to the fourth cycle next year, the halving, that we will see the altcoins pump. I do believe that still is in the card for play, is in the play, you know, in the cards that could still happen, Mario. So we'll have to wait and see how this whole thing plays out. But for me, this is just a, a small blip. Maybe we get a little tiny pump. This is not going to be anything sustainable, in my opinion. It's just going to be, yep, it's approved. Boom. Maybe you'll get a bump or two in the stock market for a day. Billy and his team will make a ton of money on the trading. So, guys, if you're not in Billy's day trading program, you need to get in the day, Billy's day trading program. You are missing the boat on that one. Because that will certainly be a day to be able to make some money when that happens. Because again, it's very simple. Buy the rumor, sell the news.
1: Absolutely. And and Jenna, you know, we are definitely in a time where with all these macroeconomic uncertainties, it is definitely kind of it it is a little bit difficult to figure out the direction in which the market's gonna go because you know, economy is not looking strong. We have all these factors that are coming in, like the, the the U.S. debt ceiling, possibly defaulting. And then we have the cycles to look at. I mean, the past, we've seen cycles just repeat. And so at some point, I, I find myself wondering. And it, is this just going to keep happening? It seems like a little bit too easy, right? For us to be able to predict that once Bitcoin having comes, then we get a bull run, then we get an altcoin season. And just so it's just because it's, to me, it's starting to become a little repetitive. So to some extent, I wonder how long they will allow us to take advantage of this opportunity for. But, uh, but I do want to get some comments from you, uh, Jenna. How do you feel about this? Are you bullish bearish? Where do you think that do you agree with Johnny that we may not really get a bull run in the next having? What's your thoughts?
3: Oh, I really think that we will have a bull run by then. Like, I mean, I'm betting on it, but I'm with you, Mario. I don't know. It's so early, right? This is just such a new asset class. Like anything could happen. And, you know, big banks, everybody, like the really big players see these cycles. They know that. So you're right. Who will allow us to continue with that? But at the same point in time, I think it's just really important to get yourself into a position where you are doing whatever side hustles you can do, whatever you can to just stack as much as possible. Because when we get news, if something happens and it pumps, you do not want to miss it. You want to put yourself in the best possible position. And so whatever your risk category is for that, you've got to know it, but I'm going to be ready.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Jenna. And there is one very important thing to remember, which is we have yet to see utility and once we do start to see utility and we start to see the demand from these different technologies that are being created in the blockchain space, I think that alone will be a catalyst for, for, for a bull run. So that's something I'm looking very, very uh, up to. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. With that said, I do want to jump into our next article. We do have something which I don't know whether to call this bullish or, or bearish because it is Tether. It's very confusing. But Tether to buy Bitcoin based on monthly net profits Tether said that Bitcoin's decentralized nature and its long-term store value made it an obvious choice for the stablecoin issuer. Tether is following in the footsteps of MicroStrategy to manage its reserves. The stablecoin issuer plans to strengthen its reserves with the help of Bitcoin, moving away from the United States-based government debts. Tether revealed that its plans to invest a portion of its profits into BTC on a monthly basis. Regular stating regularly allocate up to 50% of its net realized operating profits towards purchasing Bitcoin. The announcement comes within a week of the company's quarter financial report, where the stablecoin issuer reported a $1.5 billion in net profits. I mean, that is crazy profits. At the end of the first quarter of 2023, it has 1.5 billion in Bitcoin on hand, making up around 2% of its net total reserves. 85% of the holdings were in cash, cash equivalents, and other short-term deposits, primary, primarily treasury, bill, treasury bills. I mean, you know, when we hear news come out of Tether, it, it is it is a little bit uh, difficult to analyze because we know Tether, it's very uncertain. It, it, they Nobody knows really if, if they're 100% back. I mean, we know most likely they're not 100% back. But, Johnny, I do want to get some comments from you. Do you think that this is bullish for the space? Do you think that them putting more Bitcoin, do you think that we'll see more companies follow suit? And is Bitcoin really starting to become more trustworthy than, you know, in this case, United States uh, bonds?
4: So when I saw this article, I was a little confused because we're talking about USDT, right, Tether, which is supposed to be a stable coin, which is supposed to be backed by dollars. Not by Bitcoin and not by anything else that can move up or down, but by dollars. So to me, it's a little, it's a little confusing as to why something that's supposed to be backed by a dollar is backed by something other than the dollar. It doesn't make sense to me. If it's two or three percent, I'm not that worried about it. If it's fifteen to twenty percent, that's a big number. And if Bitcoin goes down, you know it, it hurts. It's bad. I think it's a bad strategy. It's a bad idea. I don't like it. Uh, if you don't believe in the dollar, then you know get the hell out of USDT altogether. Shift it to a different currency. But I don't think something that is being proposed to the to the to the to the retail marketplace or to users to buyers as a stable coin that's backed by dollars should be backed by anything but dollars or, or treasury bonds that are in dollars. So to me, I don't like it. I think it's it's not a smart move um, because of the fact that. You need you need something stable, and Bitcoin, as we all know, is the farthest thing from stable. It's not. It makes no sense to me, Mara. I'm not a. I'm not in favor of this uh, of this approach. But again, I'm not paid the big bucks to do this either. I'm sure there's smarter people out there than me that know why they're doing it. But I personally don't like it.
1: Absolutely, Johnny. And you know, we've got we've got uh, you know out there. We've got some researches from Ark Invest, and I do want to show this. This research here from Ark Invest uh, showing how by 2030 we could be seeing a 1.5 million dollar Bitcoin. So we are seeing a lot of companies put more trust into Bitcoin or allocating more of their reserves into Bitcoin. And and this research basically shows how a bear case by 2030 they're uh, estimating 258 thousand, a base case 682 thousand, and then a bull case. 1.5 million dollars and then obviously we can see here how they came to this conclusion so it's a combination of obviously as we just stated tether uh we got MicroStrategy. the more and more companies we obviously got tesla the more and more companies that start to utilize bitcoin as a reserve um you know as a as a secondary option to to, a, to the dollar or even gold uh, we could see this increase in in value i mean I do agree with you. We did see something very negative happen last year with with uh, a stable coin, you know, with the Terra Luna and the UST and how it was backed, how it was – it wasn't fully backed by just like we know US, USDT is supposed to be and USDC is by the dollar. So it, it is a very good point, Johnny, that we could – we could see something negative happen because Bitcoin is still pretty volatile. And, and, and if that's the way they're going to back up their, their stable coin, that could be negative. Jenna, when you see predictions like this and you're looking at by 2030, you know, $1.5 million. I mean, we do need to, the, the adoption obviously needs to continue. Uh, we do need to see institutions. We do need to see more clarity, especially in the United States. Do you think these, these uh, price predictions are realistic uh, in your opinion?
3: Oh my God, the way Bitcoin's already grown. I mean, that that made me want to go buy Bitcoin, but, but I'm looking for a higher ROI now that I believe that I can get on altcoins, which, by the way, I will put into Bitcoin later as a store value, which is what it is used for. Um, but yeah, anything's possible. It could be anywhere in there, but if we look at the growth of it so far, why not, right? And everyone's using it. It's being adopted everywhere. You see it on all different apps and everything, and it's just being more and more widely spread. And I think there will be a point, though, too, when it just becomes completely unattainable. And whenever we have these halvings, it's harder and harder to mine. You know, people want it. So I I definitely believe that that could happen somewhere in there.
1: Absolutely, Jenna. And somebody else that really believes in Bitcoin, we know it's Elon Musk. And he came out in this video and he reveals some of its plans for Twitter and how it's planning to uh, disrupt the financial system. So try not to fall asleep because Elon Musk can be d- a little difficult to listen to, but here's Elon Musk talking about how he plans to, uh, improve the financial system.
0: Uh, Walter Isaacson, your biographer, he said your big goal for Twitter is disrupting the banking industry. Uh, well, is that accurate? Um, oh, I, I'd say that's, that's, that's a, that's a, Look, first of all, I don't want to disrupt something for the sake of disrupting it. It's more like if, if there is a better product, that's great. But I'm not out for disruption for the sake of disruption. Um, I'm like if if we can make a product that improves uh, quality of life for people that uh, they find more useful, that that's great. Um, and um, uh, what what people see in PayPal is sort of like a, sort of a halfway. Uh, it's sort of a sort of a, it's frankly ha- sort of a half baked version of what it could be. Um, and um, and so I think there's potential to create um, uh, a, a more efficient financial uh, system. Um, and, and here we can get again quite quite esoteric, uh, into sort of into sort of information theory. But um, the the actual financial system today uh, is a heterogeneous set of databases uh, running on mainframes and COBOL um, that still engage in batch processing. It's really quite uh, uh, very inefficient. Um, so. Um, things are still not real time, um, and and so it's possible to have um, a a much more efficient uh, homogeneous real time uh, data system. Money is just information, um, and um, and so the so but that's not like the only reason. It's it's just a thing that that would be, I think, poetic to fulfill ultimately the vision that I had for X
1: uh, uh, over. Yes, he can be very difficult to listen to, but I think what he's hinting at there is that he wants Twitter to revolutionize the space. I mean, we know that he's moving in that direction with X. We know that he wants to make things improve the financial system. He wants to improve the way in which people exchange money. We already have a ton of solutions out there. I mean, XRP does that already. We're able to transact thousands, if not millions, of dollars for cents in fees. So, um, Jenna, I'll get some last comments from you. Do you think that Elon Musk, Uh, will be successful in implementing some of these things into Twitter. Do you think that he will create something new or do you believe that he's going to use existing technologies, existing blockchain technologies to accomplish this?
3: I have no idea what Elon's going to do. God only knows. I I believe he's really, really brilliant, but I also believe that he has a lot of other people that are really brilliant that work for him, that will feed him the ideas that he will take and claim to be his. And we're all just going to do it and follow it because it's Elon. But I just hope he makes doge and xrp go up i'll be happy
4: (laughs) that's priceless you know i think mario what's happening here is he's really talking about stuff we kind of talk about on the show right when we think about how somebody sends an email or how somebody you know sends a text message or how communication happens it's all behind the scenes stuff that nobody gives a shit about nobody cares about how it works everybody's very happy with the way paypal works from the front end when i go and i make a purchase i i literally Put my thumb or I type in PayPal, I hit enter, it does the process done and I'm happy, right? And so, from a front end perspective, it's not that bad. What he's talking about more so, as if you listen to what he said, he's talking about the back end stuff. You know, he said it's still, even if you use PayPal today, it's still not real time settlements. It's still not, you know, homogenous. There's all these different inefficiencies behind the scenes that happen. And he's got a vision and idea to make that. Uh, more effective, more efficient, and more uh, cost—you eff- know—cost uh, advantageous. So those are things that I think, when people say, "Why did he buy?" It? Absolutely, he definitely bought Twitter to turn it into WeChat and to put the—you know—a more revolutionized back-end financial system in place. And I think that's what you're going to see is happening. From the front end, people aren't really going to know, so they're just going to click it. Maybe he'll create something called Twitter Pay or X Pay, and they'll just hit the button and boom, and it'll be done. But on the back end. It'll be a completely different system and more efficient. I think that's what's happening there. And, you know, for people who are not in the technology space, I get it. You know, it's like they don't give a shit. It's more hard to you know, to understand. But at the end, not you, Jed. I wasn't referring to you.
3: Uh, Listen, I don't. I don't get this shit. I'm just like, make it work. I want it to work. Like, and make bingo. my crypto go up. That's all I can <laughs> like, do.
4: And, and, and 99% of people agree exactly what you said. Just make it work. But on his end, as a, you know, as a company owner, he knows there's tons of costs and inefficiencies behind the scenes that could be stripped out of the system and make a much more better financial paying system. So at the end of the day, he can make more profits for his company um, and create a system that's more effective and efficient. So I think that's what you're going to see. Don't be surprised someday if you see Twitter Pay or xpay You're going to not know any different from the front end, but the behind the scenes, it's going to operate in a much, much better way, which means, eh. Maybe you want to invest in Twitter. Who knows? They may have better profits down the road. Who knows?
1: Absolutely, Johnny. And we do hope Elon Musk continues to be a proponent in the adoption of crypto. But with that said, it has been an amazing Wednesday. I want to say thank you to Johnny. Thank you to Jana. Thank you to Billy. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Smash the like button on your way out. We will see you guys tomorrow. Abs will be back tomorrow. I'll be here with Abs too. With that said, like we always say, Warriors Rise. Get your shit together, baby. Let's go.
4: And we'll see you Friday. Don't forget, this Friday, Digital Perspective, Brad Kinect.